0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on Vince's No, 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 Oh, you are no, such a no, no, suck-up. No, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Jabberknocker Podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jabberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nelson Manny. Alongside for the ride is a man that is returning much like the crowds. Not John Cena. But ladies and gentlemen, JC is back. JC, let's bring it you he's know back.
0: what, WrestleMania? I told you a couple weeks ago I wasn't coming back until you allowed fans in WWE stadiums. So you got them to fast track it, and you know I'm back. I'm off my boat.
1: He's so. off his he's off his yacht, and uh, he's it he is a yacht. He's uh, he's definitely. I wish. Yeah, he's uh, he's back, and uh, this is what a week for you to return. I mean, this is a lot to talk about. We should probably start off with Money in the Bank because it's kind of all over the goddamn place.
0: Yeah, but, Money in the Bank probably. I think we agree, a top two pay-per-view, well, top three at least. Yeah. But for me, this and the Royal Rumble, like, these are my favorites. I, you this know, is
1: this is the best crowd participation besides the Royal yeah. Rumble I think you can get, you know. So. You know how
0: much I love ladder matches. So <laughs> Just not steel cage matches. a pay-per-view surrounded by ladder matches with two big ones uh, was huge. We'll get to those in a moment, though. But on the pre-show, uh, the Mysterios, who I, you know, think they defended their titles like once, lost their titles to the Usos, which we've been waiting for this to happen because we wanted to see... The whole family, the whole table have those belts. I think now we have great imagery with Roman Reigns as the universal champion, the uses as a tag champions. I like that they got a little greasy there at the end to pick up the win, but uh, this was a check mark that we needed to happen. I was so
1: excited that I called it correctly. That I was. By the way, I am the predictions champion once again. Uh, I'm 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 at a four point lead. By the way,
0: Nestle has a six to two lead in the first quarter, and he's talking smack.
1: I, you know what? Remember this moment. Listen, listen, listen. Larry Bird talked trash before the, the game even started, baby. I'm a great trash. Yeah, talker, but he
0: always won. Right? That's true. How many times have you ever won predictions? That's true. I settle. Well,
1: I've never I've never won the predictions championship, but I've won plenty of predictions because I'm amazing. I'm just saying. Pssh. Anyway, but here's here's the thing. How did you feel about the transportation from uh, Mexico, or, or was it Egypt or something? They did the little swirl, and there's Dominic and, and Ray, and they come out. Like, to me, I was like, that's cool,
0: but it was very odd, in a way. I do want to say, yeah, and whatever. It, that, I honestly didn't pick up on that much. Really? Okay. No, I didn't. That part. So, all things, I got home yeah, Sunday yeah. night during this match, literally turned it on. I think I missed the entrances, yeah. so... Um, but I did get to see some of it as I was scrambling around. And then right when it ended, I like jumped in the shower. So I'd get back for the ladder matches because I was exhausted. But I wanted to get home for this really bad because I was excited. You know, I was unable to really watch SmackDown till later. So I really I was so pumped by the crowds. I was watching all the videos on Twitter with my crappy service, taking 10 years to load, watching the pop. So I was excited. But I do want to say, shout out to our boy Dominic. First time wrestling in front of fans on SmackDown, and then obviously here at Money in the Bank. Like, it's crazy to think about that because Man, he's been around like what year and a half? Like, did was it SummerSlam last year? Was his first match against Rollins? but he was kind of he was flirting with it with the Brock thing beforehand. Yeah. yeah, but it was very weird to be like, wow, this is his first actual match in front of fans. That's how long it's been. So that was just kind of what this whole like weekend was for me was really soaking in that. Okay, like. You know, this pandemic wrestling, we remember how bad it was when it first started, but the reason why it felt so bad is because this is how it was supposed to be. We obviously got used to it and because they, they did some different things, but, man, wrestling's better with all of us there, all us idiots, all us virgins in the crowd. Um, so, that, honestly, that's my biggest takeaway for everything here, but getting back to this, yeah. Usos, baby, let's go.
1: I just love the visual, like you said. It's, it's definitely what we needed, and, uh, you know, it's just... It just looks cool it they just look like they are supposed to have those championships anyway uh we're gonna move on to the to the start of the program essentially was the women's match which i don't know how you feel about it but for me i was just like there were moments where i was like this is great and then it just kind of was like it was it's a car wreck we know that but it it felt like liv was specifically reckless in certain spots and i was just like i get it she's trying very hard to
0: That's kind of always been her thing, though, I think, is that she's always, like, willing to, like, do that, and it comes off. But here's my thing about ladder matches. I feel like we talk about this all the time. I've never seen a bad ladder match because when I'm watching a ladder match, like, it's chaos, whether it's... Good scripted chaos or stuff goes wrong. To me, it doesn't matter because what I'm watching, it's like you said, it's a car wreck. So was this the best executed in terms of like a ballet performance or whatever you are looking for? I'm not looking for. Absolutely not. not. We're going to get to the men's. The men's was fucking flawless pretty much. Yeah, And we'll get to that. But like the women's one, it just wasn't sloppy. Like, yeah, but I don't care. Like when I watch these types of matches, that stuff literally does not affect me at all if people are messing up or whatever. Because, hey, guess what? When you have these people going pale to the metal, laying on the line, climbing ladders, I expect you to mess up, so that's why when people say like, "Oh, it's a really sloppy ladder match," it's like, "Okay, I don't care. It was a ladder match. That's why I love ladder matches so much because, for me, like the expectation is just different because." As long as they're just not standing around doing nothing, which they never are because it's like eight people in the match. It's like, it's nonstop action. It's chaos. Like, for me, that's fun. Like, the ending, like, the, they did it for the visual, obviously. It, stuff like that always takes forever to get set up, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? There were two people in particular. I wanted one of them to win. One of them did, and that was Nikki Ash. Obviously, I wanted my girl live. But um, she can continue the underdog story. But I was thrilled for Nikki Ash. I guess they're saying it, not Nikki Ash. But Nikki. they actually,
1: they actually said a- a- almost a superhero. Yes, Nikki Ash. Was yeah. oh, sorry Nikki Cross or
0: whatever. Yeah. So whatever, whatever we're calling her, uh, I'm happy for Nikki. And obviously, we'll get to more on her later. But I just, I wanted one of those two underdog feel good baby faces to win, and we got it right off the bat. So the other thing was I really enjoyed the finish of this matchup because it was
1: kind of out of nowhere, and it was definitely a superhero feeling for her, which I, I really enjoyed. The one thing that made me, like, cackle was just, like, so she climbs over everybody, and if you look really closely in the replay, Oscar could clearly, like, hit her or do whatever. But Oscar's like, alligator arming it and just being like, I can't reach, I can't reach, and then she wins, which which is fine. It's just comical, which I get it. I get it. That's just what it is. But I was so I was so happy because, like, when you were sitting here last week, by the way, a special shout-out to Dom and Ray Ray for, you know, pulling their weight two Weeks in a row. Yeah,
0: man, those brave souls coming in here having to deal with you, they deserve all the credit.
1: They do get all the credit, apparently, because I get zero zero zilch. That's why I
0: deserve more appreciation. I got to deal with you every week. That's not true. You don't have to deal (laughs) with me. This is the first time in like 17 months that you've actually seen me face to face. I know. It's unbelievable. He's like, he's like looking at me. It's weird. No, we've been looking at each other through FaceTime, but it is obviously a much different. I know we sound better in person. We do sound better. Because we have all the fancy equipment. So that's the big reason why we want to try to do this as much as possible. So now, now that we're able.
1: Anyway, let's get back on track here. Um, no! Yes, absolutely. This is the part of the show where we have to get back on track. <laughs> Speaking of something that was uh, kind of on track and then kind of whatever, was AJ and Omas had a whole thing against the Viking Raiders. I was excited for this matchup because I I like, I like have a soft spot for the Viking Raiders, specifically Ivar anyway. And uh, I didn't think they were going to win, as we talked about. I think you had, had mentioned to JC that you thought they needed a signature win anyway, so this was kind of like a checkmark for you. But when I watched it, I went, nobody cared after the money. Like, this was a let-me-up Like, it sucked because, you know, um, this this put more on, like, the emphasis of, like, tag team wrestling and WWE, depending on who you have in there, somebody cares, somebody doesn't, so... I was kind of I, I was bummed out because I felt like it was a weird point to put it in the card somewhere, but it had to be where you know where it was because I don't think it would have fit anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I think this this match had to be here because if we're looking at the other matches, it's the the men's championships, the women's championship, and then the other ladder match. So this was the one here, and like for me, honestly, when I was looking at this and I we were kind of watching this match together over uh, the whatever we were watching on. Um, and, like, I literally said, it's, like, it's not that I don't like this. I'm just – I don't care as much about it because we do know it's a foregone conclusion. But for me, like, my big takeaway in this is, like, I like watching Omos because he's still so new and so different. And especially they, since they took my brawn away from me. Like, I'm looking for Omos to kind of take that mold. And he does kind of get, like, the Brah! Oh. He's even more awkward than Braun, which is crazy because <laughs> Braun be was the most awkward person ever. But I don't mind it because, like, it's just something about it. It's, like – We can say what we want about the big guys and obviously like Big Show I get sick of but obviously as well documented here is I love the Mark Henry like there's something about someone that you can't teach size for a reason. So when you get someone like that and Omos like as much as he is awkward you can tell he is very athletically gifted. He's not quite brawn because he's a unicorn but he does have that he can move he can do those types of things so Uh, The one thing I do want to see them use more is, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, they try to use this power, but they don't really show it off as much. So that's why I was kind of excited for this being, like, a signature-type win for them, because you have two bigger guys that obviously can fly around, so I thought they could really help make Omos look good. And I think they did for the most part. Um, But, yeah, I'm not going to remember this match, as you would say, but at least I think AJ and Omos need to pick up some wins, because we all know what we want to happen at SummerSlam, so they need to get some wins along the way. So they actually, I think they advertised next week there's a rematch for yeah. the Raw Tag Team Championship. So, well, uh, well, what's yeah. my shirt saying? Monday, Monday Night Rerun. Pick it yeah.
1: up at tpublic.com slash jabberknocker because last, well, last night, if you're listening today on Tuesday. Oh, we'll get, we'll get there. there. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll be a whole shill, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but we're going to move on to the next thing. Uh, I'm going to skip the Drew promo because fuck you, Drew. And then we're going to move over to Lastly versus the dominant, just kidding, not so dominant Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Um, but this one this one was the surprise for me. I mean, I was excited for Money in the Bank always with the surprises, obviously. Um, but in terms of a match, this surprised the hell out of me. It went the exact opposite way I thought it was going to go. And I was surprised that Kofi was willing to, I mean, obviously it's his job, but he did such a great job in this kind of, well, Lashley was so dominant, and you have to applaud the guy because my boy Atley Green said it too. He's like, you gotta, you gotta give it up for Kofi because it was Kofi really making it look amazing. And Bobby needed this, obviously. We knew it was going to happen on Monday, but Bobby was kind of weak at the knees for a while with his, you know, his women and not doing anything and and kind of just being soft for a while. And so I was very excited being a Lashley fan, saying, "Okay, I kind of wish we didn't have to go through the whole women and the VIP lounge kind of set up for those couple months, but." The story made sense, and I was so happy to see... That was... I think Joe Stopper said it in our, in our video that we were watching. He said that was... It wasn't the same as Suplex City, but it was very close to that dominant feeling.
0: Yeah, it was. It 100% was. And um, I like. I think the big thing I want to hit on here is you mentioned it there. It, it made so much sense for the story. Because, like, yeah, the woman thing, whatever, whatever. But, like, Kofi played it up. It was like, this is what it took to get Lashley to the next level. Um, And it's, here's... I feel like I've said this pretty much. He's been a champion, but... I love Bobby Lashley as a champion in the face of it. I think the one reason why, I think people like for the most part agree, but I think the only reason it doesn't really like really come across is because we have such a dominant champion on SmackDown and Roman Reigns that no matter how good Lashley is and he's been fucking spectacular, no one's Roman Reigns. So it's unfair to almost do that. But I just looking at it, I love that we have those two pillars on each show. Cause we always say it's always easier to have that big dominant heel champion. Cause then I mean, whenever whatever babyfaces end up dethroning these two, like those are gonna be awesome, awesome moments. Um, so it's, I really do. I enjoying it. I think MVP is a fucking all star. MVP with Bobby Lashley. There you go. <laughs> um, as always, but I did. I love. I love the domination. Kofi pretty much did nothing but get his ass beat. I think this is what Lashley needed. I think it made sense for everything and. Um, it's you know Kofi's gonna be fine like he always is. It wasn't a nine second match with Brock Lesnar like it was. For How dare you! Time. It was seven seconds. Or Whatever eight seconds. it was, I was given two extra seconds because I'm a nice guy. Uh, but no, I this is this was this is perfect. I thought it was perfect.
1: Yeah, I don't think you could have done it any better, honestly. And uh, then we're gonna move on to something that I, we'll probably get into a little bit of an argument about. I think was Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Now look, you, clearly you know what I'm gonna say because you were in the room with me when I was saying it.
0: Hater in the house. <laughs>
1: I'm not a hater. I think that both of these women are incredible, but I, but you, you can, you can attest to this. This match had a lot of start and stop yes, feeling to it. I agree. And it picked up at the end, but I felt like it didn't take me on a ride because I felt like I was stuck waiting for maintenance to come get me out of the roller coaster before I could enjoy the climax of it. It was just, it was bizarre to me. And you know, obviously the crowd was chanting, "This is awesome! This is awesome!" It kept coming, and you couldn't figure out the ending, and that was great. And Charlotte inevitably won because that's what Charlotte does. The shoveler or the elevator, depending on who when, you talk to.
0: When she walked out, the minute I saw her on screen, I'm like, oh, she's winning. And it's like I picked Ripley in the predictions, but like the minute Charlotte came on screen, like I could just tell in her face, I'm like, she's winning. And then Ripley came out, I'm like, oh, she looks like she's losing. Like it just like it was so apparent to me, and I felt like such an idiot. Cause this was such an obvious thing between it being that fans are back, let's get it back on Charlotte, first of all. We have big events coming up, but also being like I feel like every time there's a money in the bank Charlotte wins the title and immediately loses it. Well, I wasn't exactly right. It happened less than 24, 24 hours, hours later, yeah. but it's just like it it just it, it had that feeling and like you said, yeah, there was a lot of starts and stops here. I think if we took out the stops and just kept the starts, it would still be a pretty lengthy match and be really good, but it just it it's. I saw a lot of people saying they loved. They thought this match was amazing. It was like a match of the year candidate, which I obviously don't agree with that because I do tend to agree with you a little bit. There were starting stops, but there were a lot of moments in here where I was really into it. I thought it was fun. I thought the crowd, like digging into some of the bigger moments, like really helped make it special. Because that's the one thing we've been missing in this pandemic wrestling is that. You, when they do these high spots, they don't feel the same. Like when Charlotte did that moonsault, like, like the hair stand up, like they used to. You know, you don't get that in the pan, enough empty stadium with a bunch of people on LED boards. Like, but with actual people there, and you see all the crowd standing up, and you feel the energy raising as she's about to do it. Like, it's just like, it's a different type of feeling, and it's part of the reason why we love it. But, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with Charlotte winning because I think it. You can say what you want, but it's Charlotte. Charlotte, we've been, you know, we both love Rhea, but this was not a good reign by her. Um, unfortunately, these two just can't get away from each other, which I think just hurts both of them because I think they're both amazing. I think they've had good chemistry, but I think the fact that we've seen it for pretty much since WrestleMania, I feel like it's it's rough. It's definitely rough. It's definitely rough.
1: And I think that's hard on on the fans too, because you can you can say there, you know, like you've talked about a lot when we've we've had these conversations, JC, it's just you gotta pull them apart. You gotta get them some space and then bring them back together, but not just this nauseum of like, oh and that I think that's the hardest part for me, and I think Here's why I'm, and then people are gonna complain about it one way or the other, and people are gonna say I'm wrong, and that's fine. But here's why I got very upset about the matchup. Because the whole story was, I can do better. Like it was like Larry Bird and and Michael Jordan, whatever you do, I can do better, kind of thing, McDonald's style. And it was there, sort of kind of fluffing, you know, like fluffing around in kind of the way like they kind of did it, but nobody could look bad kind of thing. And then we get to the match, and I expected it to be, I know your moveset, I know what you're gonna do. I did the move. I'm going to do you one better. Stuff yeah. like that. Like, it didn't seem like a can you top this matchup, which is what the story was. It was it was a good match, but I didn't think it fit specifically to the way that the, the storyline was being told because I think those, like, it's a great match and maybe it'll be, you know, match of the year or somewhere up there, but I don't know. Definitely not in the jobber knocker anyway. I'm sure TJ and JC will agree with me on that. But it is, it's hard because um, I think the matches that are the best are when the storyline fits the matchup at the end. And this didn't fit the end result to me. That's how I feel about it.
0: And I think we'll hit on that a little bit in the main event because I think that was more of that in terms of what you just mentioned. Um, But first off, we have to get to... Please pause. We are having technical difficulties. Peacock. I guess I don't even know if it was just Peacock, but I was fucking irate because if you know anything about me, I love my entrances. So one of my favorite parts about Money in the Bank is that you get eight entrances of these guys and I get to be excited. And one in particular is I adore... Ricochet's entrance—it just, there's, it gets me so pumped. I love everything about it. I love him coming out with the, Duh, like the then the, the and everything. And you know what, Peacock, lick my fucking balls. Because wow. I missed my Ricochet entrance, and then I didn't get it on Monday because he gave him a little breather, which is bullshit. I need my Ricochet entrance. So next week on Raw, make it right. But yeah, no, that was that was misery. We were like, I, the whole world was miserable. We were miserable together. They didn't really pause the show like we were hoping for. I was like, just give somebody a microphone, let him talk. Anyone but Drew. Uh, but. <laughs> Here's a history lesson for you. Yeah, we missed. We missed. It was like a lot of like the choppy, which we all were in it together. But that was obviously very disappointing. But once we got to the match Nestlemania, I think I'm pretty safe to say that I thought the match was pretty flawless.
1: I don't think you could have a better Money in the Bank match. I really don't. I, I mean, there are other ones I'm we will say will be the best of the best, but this one, this one might be in the conversation. I think for best Agreed. Money in the Bank money match, because like we talked about, it had everything. It had ha ha. It had spots. It had car wrecks. It had story drip sticks, drip sticks. It had little things everywhere for everybody. It had it, it literally. It so this is the part. This is why I love Money in the Banks. This is why I love Royal Rumble in general. These matches are either long enough or big enough to have enough people in it where. Wrestling in general, when you have a show, seven, eight matches, whatever it is, it's a variety show. It's a buffet style. You have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This match was a was a cornucopia of just amazingness, and the fact that Big E one just to top it off before doing the big ending. By the way, we, we cannot oversell. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. I remember like
0: I because I was like a couple of seconds ahead of you. You probably saw me like sit up with like my hands like I was like no fucking way he's gonna do this, and it was flawless. Like. I mean, just across the board, obviously, K.O. took his big kaboom because when you're not winning, you take the big kaboom. The dripstick spot with, with Johnny Drip just spraying Nakamura in the face was fucking amazing. Jinder and his goons took away McIntyre. Like, that was perfectly done. But, I mean, the MVP of the match was my boy Ricochet. Like, the, the shit that he was doing, like, Ricochet is made for these types of matches because, like, he is just between the athleticism, the gymnasticalness. Uh, <laughs> he's gymnastical. Cole, uh, yeah. and, and, and everything, like, he's just... He's willing to do everything, and he can do everything, and like that, just like, even like, I don't think I've ever seen the guy really mess up. Like you just, you watch him do these things, and you just like your jaw drops every time. It's just like. How does he have that balance, that precision, that everything? So, I mean, shout out him because I just fucking love that guy. But I thought, like, I think the big thing for me in this match was the pacing and the length were perfect. Because I think this one felt shorter than the women's match. I don't know if it was or not. But it just felt like this was the perfect length. Like, when Biggie started climbing and grabbed that briefcase, which was a fucking amazing moment. We've been waiting for it since they broke him up from the New Day. This is what we've been waiting for, and I'm glad they did it. But I just, it felt like the perfect length where sometimes these matches, like even the women's, it felt like it went a little too long. I felt like it could have ended a little sooner, but this one did not feel like that at all. And like we've said, everyone got their shit in. This is an this rewatchability off the charts like this, I think if we did compare them all and watch them all consecutively, this is definitely top three money in the bank match of all time because it had everything you could have wanted and more.
1: So just to, just because you you, you kind of sprawled out there for a while
0: uh 15, 15 1545 for the women 17 minutes and 40 so it, it felt crazy but, yeah, it but that just shows you the pace the pacing was perfect because it just it felt like everything was perfectly there was no like dead time or like i think part of the reason for the women's for me was like the setup at the end like the visual looked cool but anytime you do setup like that it just takes a while to get there but the men it was just like there was something happening at every moment and it was like it's just perfect and they still had
1: riddle doing the rkos and stuff yep. like they did they had everything for everybody so it's it's definitely a cool moment and i love how they did everything and, and like i said this could be easily top five money in the bank match specifically for me. I thought it was wonderful as JC takes a big sip of his fucking whatever the hell he has. It's caramel cold brew, bro. A spot for Dunkin' Donuts on the on the, on the knocker. There you go. Because he's got to have his dunks. Uh, no, but so when we get to the we get to the end here where uh, the main event, your Reinsing defending champion took on Edge in what I thought was a good match. Uh, a lot of storytelling, a lot of gaga at the end. Um, I wasn't necessarily a fan of Reigns and Roman, sorry Reigns and Edge going as long as they did, it was still very good. But then Rollins kind of interjected himself at the particular moment that he did, couple times, couple times. Twice. So that that yeah. so for me, I felt like, I, I and I'm I'm sure you can you can twist my arm and make me feel a certain way, but it was weird to me where it was like. It wasn't it wasn't enough to do it once. He came back again, and then that was the final coffin. And then they started beating you know each other up and all that stuff. It just felt weird to me that it was like a necessary evil to have. That many times of him doing that.
0: You knew it was coming because we knew where we were headed. They've been hinting it. But I want to start at the beginning because to me, like, the energy, the atmosphere, the aura around this match, like, this is, this was old school if you've ever seen it. This was, like, WrestleMania main event type feel, like, old school, true wrestling, like, with just, like, it, the reason why I think part of the reason this match went so long is because at the beginning, like, these guys didn't have to do anything it was just like the crowd was so into it you knew it was gonna be because all reigns matches are gonna be like this now and you get edge like the pop for edge like hashtag pop don't lie baby like just like oh man like that's just like we know the entrance is amazing but like if you we were in the crowd we'd be going nuts too because it's just it's that feeling no matter how old geriatric he looks or whatever and i do agree with what ray ray said last week i think the last couple weeks they made they, they bought me into this feud i think it's been good um but it's just like the atmosphere around this and like the little the little one-upsmanship at the beginning. It was very this one hit perfectly on what the storyline was. It was executed well. They didn't rush it. They took in the moment. The match had its moments throughout. There was obviously like you said a lot of gaga. The Usos tried to run out, the Mysterio stopped them. But then it's so the Seth thing. You knew it was coming at some point because we had we were like 99% sure that Roman was gonna retain. And it was likely gonna be because Seth Rollins was getting pissed and pissed at Edge, but he said, the the thing to me that was weird is when he declared himself next, I'm like, in that promo before the match or earlier in the night, I was like, okay, well, him by saying that, then he doesn't really need to interfere because he's going to be facing either one. But by him coming out, it was really like, oh, no, no, he does blame Edge. He fully blames Edge. And he is going at Edge because he feels like if he takes out Edge, then he can move on to Roman. So, I, yeah, I, I was surprised that it took two different run-ins by Seth to end the match, but... I do like that they called back to the, the chair spot and all that stuff. It was it was all here and that's why to me it was like a nice story. And here's the thing about Reigns and Edge, like we were supposed to get at Mania. Brian hopped in, but instead of doing it right away, they waited till SummerSlam. And I just think it works so much better. Edge and Roman, assuming Roman doesn't lose it before then, they might be fighting again, and it probably won't be till another big pay-per-view. So I'm actually okay with it because this is a long intertwined story with Seth involved. It's just it's very well done.
1: So here's, here's something I want to talk about very quickly before we end up and wrap up Money in the Bank. I feel like if they took the the atmosphere of a UFC, right? And so it's like, as much as we, you know, whether you hate McGregor or not, that's up to you. But they do this thing where, like, you beat the guy, and then they wait so long to have number two or number three fights. You know what I mean? This is how they, they kind of book Roman Reigns in a lot of ways, which works, right? Like, they're not, like, just shoving the same match over and over and over again with him specifically. He beats... Regular dudes that are there all the time. Then he'd be spe- you know, he beat specialty dudes and whatever, and that's fine. That's what I want them to do with certain things because, like you said, if you let these matches breathe a little bit more, you get the palate cleanse, you get everything you need, and then you just go on to the next thing. And like you're, I think you're more forgiving in terms of like if I have to deal with a Goldberg or I have to deal with like somebody that's not necessarily there all the time. If I didn't have to deal with this crap. I don't know, like the same Kevin Owens match six times
0: or whatever, but that's just me. I- so, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that I wanted to mention with Charlotte and I didn't, is that Roman Reigns, the beautiful part about him is that he doesn't fight every week. When he fights, it's a spectacle. Like, that, the, the reason why that six-man tag on SmackDown was one of the better six-man tags in a long time. Yes, the crowd. But it's also because, like... Roman Reigns doesn't isn't in those throwaway matches. When they do throwaway main events, he's not involved. Whereas you look at like Bobby Lashley, like I saw a thing this morning of like most wrestled matches during the pandemic, Lashley was number two. Your world champion should never be, because they're supposed to be a spectacle. And I think Bianca's kind of got like that where she isn't in random matches every week, which I think is good. Um, but like I think part of the reason why Charlotte is so exhausting for us is because She doesn't feel special anymore because she fights every week. Sometimes she fights in two matches every week because she's so overexposed. I think if they pulled it back on some of those things, it's like I say this all the time with like the AEW NXT approach where it's just like maybe these guys wrestle like one or two matches a month. Like they're not wrestling every week where it's like on Raw, they feel like the same people have to wrestle every week because they feel like people aren't going to watch. But it's just like, no, the... The way you buy it in is to spread these guys out. Treat more people like Roman Reigns because then you can have different type of main events. And so I, that is one thing that I think that makes Roman Reigns even better is that he's so well protected. Um, so I want to see that used more for some of their bigger stars as well. Because also I think it gives everyone else more opportunity too. Instead of having to have Charlotte wrestle every week, you're mixing other people. But that's obviously a whole other thing. But yeah, I mean Roman Reigns, it just...
1: The next so, thing know is he's just, he's on another so, level. He's just, so, so then we got to, we got to talk about the elf in the room. Mr. Hustle, Loyalty, Respect, boop, come, boop, 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 comes back and surprised the hell. Out of I mean, he, he, once he grabbed the mic, I went, okay, somebody's coming back. Yeah. You didn't know who specifically. You kind of had acknowledge me. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I thought that was great. They didn't really say anything. You know, Heyman
0: sold it perfectly. Reigns kind of was like, a bitch. Reigns' face was so good, and I think the reason why this moment was so awesome is because I don't know about you, but I didn't expect this tonight. I thought this was coming on SmackDown. I thought they'd save it for that. I there was no way. I thought it was just going to go off the air with Roman was we just going to cut a promo and we were going to go to Black, or maybe the Usos were come out and they were going to hold their belts or something. But I just I wasn't expecting him to actually come out at Money in the Bank because we've seen that a lot in WWE the last few years. They already got our money, so like we'll save it for the ratings, like the next show. But the fact that they did it, like I think, is what popped it. I mean, we we're gonna pop for Cena come back anyways, cause whatever. It's fucking John Cena. We've been waiting for this forever. But the first thing I said it to on the call was me you, and Dom at this point, cause Joe uh, went to bed. Um, I said, "Man, SummerSlam was supposed to be in Boston last year. Imagine if we had a main event of Roman Reigns versus John Cena mm-hmm. in Boston. Yeah,
1: Ugh, what could the been? crowd? The crowd would have. What f- could have been? The crowd would have. It would have been the first time in his life the whole crowd would have been for him." Yeah, the the, the entire
0: mostly the entire that's crowd. what's gonna be so fun about this match is because like, I mean you heard it with Roman Reigns, it's like the people are definitely booing him, but the cheers are just as loud. He's got he's got that complete mix because we're just so into it. And I don't that's a side note. But I don't know if you've seen the Twitter video or if you saw it live in the broadcast. But there's like a woman with her kid in the front row, and Roman's like out there like beating up Edge, and she yells. We love you, Roman! Her son turns around and, like, glares at her, and he just stops and, like, looks at her for a minute and then start, goes again. But It was just her face because, like, he must have, like, gave her, like, a dirty look just because, like, he's a heel. It was just such a good reaction. I'll If I find it again, I'll try to retweet it, but the kid's reaction was so funny because his head just smacked around. He stared at his mom because he clearly was not a Roman fan like she was. You know, well, we know all the women love Roman, Yeah, right? obviously, yeah. But it was, it was just... Everything about it is good, man. Fans are back. Cena's back. We got more people that are about to talk about getting back, but... Overall,
1: you enjoyed it, right? What a fun weekend. It was a good weekend. It was a great weekend. So let's go into the shine where a lot of things
0: happen that are Always positive. Always in the shine, like Mandy Rose bringing that shine to NXT, baby. What gotta, emotion? Gotta, what gotta is emotion? a emotion? Got to make that yellow brand shine brighter than ever. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to get to the shine. And it's weird. As obviously SmackDown, I thought, was mostly all shine for the most part because it was the first show with the crowds back. A lot of fun um raw for a show that i didn't like hate watching a lot of it wasn't good so i don't have a lot of it here but i would like to start the show with the return of one keith lee what what i know you're not the biggest keith lee guy i'm not i, I don't fucking care what, because this was this was an awesome moment because we've been waiting for this and when they did the open challenge he was honestly the guy i was thinking the whole time um, no, you weren't. No, I was. No, I, mean, I, I was thinking. Don't, don't, don't I've hoped for Lashley and Keith Lee for like months for Well, like then you few... must have been disappointed by the. Well, no, well, I literally said in the thread, and I do stand by this. I wish they would have reversed it had <laughs> Old Bird come out first, have, have a title match, lose, and then have Keith Lee set up the SummerSlam. But I understand the way they're doing it. I don't have, no, whatever. It just, I, I get it. I just, for me personally, and a lot of us dorks on Twitter, I think we all would have loved it because Keith Lee, like, Keith Lee has that big star potential. He really does, and you know, at some point, you're just gonna pull the trigger and let it happen. I do think that he can definitely use some more grooming with like a mid card run, blah blah blah. Feud with Sheamus wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for him, but I do like I do like when they do this type of things with a surprise return. It's like you know what, thrust him in the spotlight. Cause here's the thing about Keith Lee, he can take this out. If anything, it'll make it better. Cause what do I say about baby faces all the time? What makes a good baby face is a fucking underdog and someone who loses, because it makes you want it more and more. Even the more you make us wait, the more the more special it gets. Daniel Bryan and Kofi, the two best examples, but there's countless little examples. I think that's a big reason when we get to Nikki, A-S-H-Y. That moment feels special, too, because it's just something about watching the people break through. So I don't mind it because I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool moment for him, a good way to bring him back. Rod needed some injection of some new blood. Keith Lee's a type of guy who can feud anywhere on the card, so I think that's good. Obviously, Bobby gets another win, which I think is good. Keep notching those belts. He's got a ways to go to catch up to Roman Reigns because about 16 of uh, Lashley's notches are all Drew McIntyre. But thank God that's in the past. But you know what? I will say this. I'm putting Goldberg in the shine. I fucking hate it. Oh, I don't wow. want it, but... You know what, Nestlemania I say this every fucking time this guy returns. His music gives me chills. Yeah, it gives me chills when his music hits, and the, like the crowd, like it's one of those things. If I was in the crowd, be going nuts too, be chanting. Yeah, Golo. but you'd also be
1: drunk, and you'd be like, well, I no, it's just, it's just in general. Up. Like at
0: home, like I feel the energy. I was perfectly sober on my couch because i was on the clock watching this in the Red Sox, and it just it's. It's, there's something about the aura of Goldberg, but then the music stops and he opens his mouth and then I'm out again. you It's Tommy. one of those things like every Monday leading in when his music hits, I'm gonna get that little bit of chills. It's just, it's one of those things. So I don't mind it. I think it's a great opportunity for Lashley because I do not expect him to lose unless if we have a biggie cash-in happening like right after. I don't expect Goldberg to be champion for more than a minute if he is at all. So I do think it's another notch in Bobby's belt. Um, so that's why I don't really have an issue with it, because I think at SummerSlam, if you're not going to go the route of, like, an up-and-comer like Keith Lee, which will really get the crowd really invested into it, you go with someone like Goldberg, because they're going to be invested in that, too. If that match is longer than seven minutes, I'll be shocked. Oh, it won't be. I'll be shocked. I hope it's like the Kofi match, but shorter. Just let let Lashley, it won't happen. Because no. Goldberg's going to hit a spear and a jackhammer, and Lashley's going to kick out right off the bat, but I wouldn't mind seeing Lashley work Goldberg a little bit, but we know Goldberg don't work, so... This 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 has the potential to be really decent or really, but like there
1: is to me, it's gonna be like you you both of those guys could really screw this up big time,
0: big time. I don't think Lashley's had Lashley. I think has been really consistent because he stayed in his range in these, and I think he's worked. I think this is the obviously the best Lashley's ever been. I think we agree with that. Yeah, but absolutely. it's one of those things like I haven't watched the Bobby Lashley match in a while and been reminded that he's I think he's a bad wrestler because I don't think he is anymore. I think he's a good wrestler and I think when he now that he's embraced the full heel role, like that's what he's always supposed to be because that's when he's the best in the ring too. So, if anything, like the only person ruining this match is Goldberg. So. Well, we,
1: I, we can agree on that, I guess. But I I feel like there is an oaf in Bobby a little bit, so like Bill's very oafy, and so it's just
0: well, it's one of those things. It's like I mean, Brock Lesnar. We say it every time. He's he's one of the best. But like, you op- put him in a you put him in a match with Goldberg. It's not going to be pretty no. because you know it's. Well, one we, of those but things. we're not we're not sitting here thinking there's going to be a five star classic. Anyway, no, you know this is this is all about. This is all just, just like, a Couple big couple big moves. Yeah. Hopefully, a big win for Bobby. This is a two pump and you're
1: done kind of scenario. Just two moves and you're done. Moving on. That's Goldberg, all you got.
0: Goldberg is definitely a two pump chump.
1: Yes, he is, he is. That's all he is.
0: Ha! All gas. No ass. You're next.
1: Moving on. Something that I can't believe you didn't bring up in the shine already was... Uh, I brought up one thing. Corbin Fund Me. That one I could not believe is an actual website. It sucks that you can't actually donate to it. Yes, we know. Whoever's upset was saying, obviously, it's a it's a kayfabe thing. I get it. I get it. But still, it would have been funny to donate money to some type of charity or something instead. But goddammit, they went they went the route of that whole thing of like... He, he almost had me too because he's doing this thing where he's like slow playing it. He got in and he started talking, hit somebody with a, you people talked about the Texas yeehaws. And I, I was in, I thought it was great. I think Corbin's on his way to finding that, that, that lane, that good cushy feeling in the couch for him, uh, as a baby face or reluctant baby face. I don't want him to be a G golly gosh guy. I he want won't him to be, I want him, I want him to be, I want him to be kind of still that ass kicker. I don't want him to lose too much when he starts getting wins, obviously, but. I'm excited for it. We haven't really had a chance to talk about it too much because you've been gone.
0: It was. So this literally happened. We talked about it the first week like it kind of wasn't. You were all like boned up for it. Oh, yeah. I was very wait and see because I've always, you know me, I'm the biggest Corbin Hawk in the world. And I think that like just, he's one of those guys that should always be dominant. But it's one of those things. And I've said this about Corbin. I think when the constable role came and has continued to come, I think Corbin is one of like the most underrated five tool guys they have now because I don't think there is anything he can't do. Which is crazy to think because when he first debuted in NXT, he was the most one-dimensional guy on the fucking planet. But this is a guy, it's one of those things, it's like when I look at somebody first there, I don't look them as a finished product. Like, they're they're a blank canvas that is slowly starting to get scribbled on. And Corbin has got to the point now where he is a beautiful piece of artwork, and they relied on the King thing for so long because he was so good at it, and they were just like, whatever. But they finally, they're letting him do something different, like completely different from anything he's done. He's been a guy who's like evolved little things as he's gone, but this is like a wholesale change. Like, this is the potential where we could be talking about Baron Corbin as a fucking babyface. Like, an actual babyface, if this continues to go the way it might go, like, which is insanity to think about. Because there's nothing about him that has ever been babyface-like. But I think he's been perfect. He's embraced this role with his actions, his look, growing out the facial hair a little bit. He has the mopey face. Like, he—you can tell he's all in on this, and they're just going to let him do his thing. And I just—I'm excited to see where this goes, because I think this is exciting We've been saying for a while, like, we've been waiting for something with Corbin. Like, this guy is way too talented, way too reliable, way too good to not be used in a big way. And they're finally, like, letting it go here. And I literally letting go. He's letting, he's letting it go. I wouldn't mind to Put a little more of a belly back You in. don't want a belly on the guy. The poor know, guy. You know, doesn't, no, have to, doesn't have to look like Otis. No, 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 no. But at least Otis looks like a clean-shaven yeah, kind of guy no, now. But it, do whatever. Yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, just uh, this this... This is exciting. It is very exciting. Okay, what else gets you very excited? Well, so I mean, I'm putting this in the, the shine because mainly because I I was irate listening to the show last week at you and Ray. Oh I no. wanted to choke you both through the fucking thing when you were talking about the woman and you did not mention the fucking the what I think is the number one woman in the company right now, Bianca Belair. And uh, guess what? That huge pop on SmackDown just go show you like it's one of those things like. We've been fatigued of her and Bailey fighting forever Um, because before that she fought with Sasha forever since winning the Rumble. But Bianca Belair is one of the most protected, one of the most advertised, like, woman, like, superstar, period, on the roster right now. And she fucking deserves it because you talk about something. This is another person that when we saw her first show up, we're like, oh, she can't wrestle. And she's gotten to this point now where it's like, I can't remember the last time she really had a bad match. Like, she's had a great match with Carmella which I know how you feel about Carmella in the ring. She's had a match, obviously, with Bailey and Sasha and all those things. But, I mean, I was just so happy that Bianca's still getting that huge pop. Because that just goes to show you, like, she's going to be over wherever she goes. Even if the couple dorks on the internet, like, get sick of her, it's like, you guys are the vocal minority on a little little Twitter skip beer. Which we get, With that's been the problem, biggest issue, I think, with this pandemic wrestling era, is all we have is the Twitter space to know how people react. Where you get in the crowd, it's like you realize, like, that's maybe 5 to 10% of a lot of the crowds. Like, because, I mean, Bianca's just over like Rover. And she should be. Bianca's fucking awesome. She's a true baby face. We obviously, at some point, I do want to see her as a heel. But, uh... You know what? I, I had to call you guys out because I was irate. You're talking about the four horsewomen in Rhea, and I was like, whatever. I understand leaving Asuka off because you hate her, but whatever. No,
1: no, no, no. The reason we took her off is because she's no, taking somebody else. No, I so I, taking... no I, again, I agree. Okay.
0: But you're also you're talking like talking about Becky, who isn't even there. It's obviously we know she's over. Sasha, who hasn't been there for a while, but it's just like it's to me right now. It's like Bianca. And then it's like you got the tear with Charlotte. I don't even know. Rip the thing to Ripley here is they've done her such a disservice on the main roster with the amount of L she's taken. Bianca isn't doing that. Bianca's like when you see her, she's winning. You know what I mean, and she's kind of like Roman, where she's not in the ring. Most of her shit has been like she's in dress clothes, like doing a promo. And I think that's part of the reason, like maybe why you didn't think of her in that moment, is that she's not out there wrestling every week. But I think that's a good thing. She's the champion. You got to protect your champion. So I was thrilled to see her get a huge pop. Um, I think they're doing a rerun of that again this week. I believe too. So, so. Yeah, we'll get to see it again. But hey, if if I, it was a good match, so whatever. It
1: was but an I, eye-opening experience to me because I didn't realize how over she was. I mean, I knew she was going to be over, and we played Pop Don't Lie and all that other stuff. But I, I was so I was so taken aback by the the i was like wow she is a big baby face like friday was an opening eye moment for me because i i just i looked at it and i thought wow i was so wrong i was so absolutely wrong and what'd you say i was wrong i just
0: love hearing Yeah, that. i'm wrong it's so much better in purpose even, oh. though, even though you're wearing a mask right yeah, now i, I can just see the furrow on your face yeah it car. hurts
1: it hurts so bad but here's the thing like so i was i was wrong about it which you know i'm trying to trying to do this thing where i'm you know trying to be accountable which w- <laughs> accountable adam <laughs> Uh, you can say that if you want, but uh, it's double it's, A accountable Adam. Yeah, double A accountable Adam. I'll do the double A <laughs> argh, throat slash. Uh, but look, I just uh, I didn't I, I was I just didn't think the crowd was gonna react to her that big. Like, and I I was she probably
0: with the exception of Cena, with the exception of Edge and Cena, yeah, she she was up there. Yeah, she was. I think she was top three for sure. And it blew me away. Blew not me away. not counting Roman because his is mixed, but like in terms of like true babyface, like like yeah, like she is she is over like Rover and she should be because. I mean, it's one of those things. Like the minute we saw her on screen in NXT, the the first word in my mind was star. It's just the rest of it had to catch up to the look, the attitude. Like that's always been there. Was everything else had to catch up, and now it has. And I mean, her and Sasha are at the ESPYS. Like they can they can literally do anything with Bianca because she is one of those like. Everywhere star And she is so likable Especially once we got To know her story man Like It's hard to boo that story It no, really you can't. is She's just She's so likable The infectious smile Like the, the hair Just like everything about her Screams baby face So
1: Alright do you have anything else do So you the, want the to only
0: me? other piece of shine We, we can't not mention the shine i Like Nikki A.S.H. Cashing in was Yeah Awesome absolutely fucking awesome like i said at the minute like the match started i'm like well we haven't seen Nikki all night so we're at least getting a tease here and when i saw Rhea start to beat up charlotte i'm like they're actually gonna do it they're gonna go full quote unquote dolph ziggler like the night after like of a big show trying to get like the big pop and it fucking was mm-hmm. it was an awesome moment but they only gave us about 10 seconds i, I know to the that start, was gonna be my big i will say like they'd like to do those exclusives if you watch the exclusive from the network they posted on twitter Fucking awesome. Her going in the crowd. She's taking selfies with girls who also have the title. It's just like this is this is what you're looking for when you're looking for the underdog baby face. Like it's like I always get chills when someone like I see someone reach their dream. And you just could tell by the outpouring of love and support by every single peer she had. Whether in the company, used to be in the company, or never been the company for her because she is so likable. She's clearly a leader. She's clearly a great friend. Every all of those things. And to see someone like that who you can tell with her thing like she's probably always been told like oh you don't have the look you're too small you're not good enough she's probably been telling that her whole life for her to reach this dream and to do it with this this crazy gimmick which i love i love the second i saw it because i was like this is it this is it for her. The way her is, the way her bubbly personality is, like, like the weird, like, whatever stuff, like, it, it works for some of it, but for me, it was just like, it wasn't for me. But this superhero thing is like, this is babyface. This is like how you get it. And like Vince probably seeing fucking dollar signs with her right now because he can sell the stuff as like a superhero. You can send her on all these community events because she can be a hero for little girls. Like this is. This was awesome, and the the reason why I'm using this, I said, as a transitional piece is because they didn't give us more of it on Raw, which is a shame, which is why I kind of thought it might happen on the pay-per-view, the fact they did the women's match first, but I am glad they saved it for Raw, and when I heard this thing was main eventing, I'm like, okay, we're at least getting some Nikki, but I'm glad they pulled the trigger. Um, unfortunately, I think leading now into Summerslam, we're just gonna get a triple threat with the other two bozos, <laughs> which is the most lazy. I can't believe WWE you're calling them bozos, but that's funny me. I just want to me. It's one of those things. I again, you love both, love of them. and respect both yeah. of them, but it's just it's like I'm exhausted. But it's just like, they're not stopping and they're going to be involved with this. And hopefully at SummerSlam, Nikki continues to retain because I wouldn't mind seeing her hold this for a while because I think it's refreshing. Okay. That's, that's
1: perfectly fine. And the other thing too, is that I think one of them, whether it's Rhea or Charlotte, we know is getting shipped off to SmackDown. We we probably, probably would, Charlotte. that's a very good guess. I would, I would like to see Rhea only because I feel like Charlotte needs to hold down something. But I wanted to ask you this. I kind of know where you're coming from, but I wanted you to hear where I'm coming from. Yes. Nikki Ash. I mean, I picked her to win. I was excited for her to win. And then she cashed in right away. And here's here's why I thought it was a bad situation for me. Yeah, we can get past the whole, like, it was too close. They kind of rushed it. It was a whole thing. Like, she didn't get her real. Like, she got a moment, but it was kind of whatever. It was like off the air there we went. But for me, I thought about it this way. From a character standpoint, I would have liked to see it go a little bit longer. Only because this gimmick is so new that I feel like there could have been some legs here with the briefcase, with the fact that, like... Maybe she had a persona where she did the Clark Kent thing and she opened up the briefcase and put the shit on. Whatever she had to do, just a little bit wacky, but like, I feel like they could have found some way to make the briefcase something that was marketable for little kids with the Nikki Ash thing. Like they, they, did, they did a good job, but I felt like it was the hot shot. It was like, do we need Biggie? No, we got to save that for something else because that's the moment that's going to marinate. This was a moment they had to give us something for something to, to tangibly hold on and be excited about besides the other stuff they gave us. But I felt like it did her a disservice character-wise in a way. Obviously, the championship's a big deal, and I'm super happy for her. But I just... I'm curious how you feel about that, because I feel like they could have made this a longer thing for her character-wise, made it something that, like... I feel like there's no layers to it yet, and it's still fresh and new and exciting, but I couldn't feel that I was super attached to that moment. Yes, it was quick. Didn't really get to enjoy it, but I felt like, oh, man, you could have just given us even a month or maybe two where I could have just... You because know, you get to that September, October, November, where we mm-hmm. know it gets stale and nobody watches and nobody cares as much. This could have really freshened up at least the women's division, which we know has been sorely
0: kind of in a rough spot. So you're ready for this, and this is something that I don't think we can almost never say, but I think we're both right. Because I think both situations, like I completely agree with you. I think that would have been awesome. But I also still think that like... I think they just, they they wanted this, they needed this jolt. Especially this division needed this jolt. So it's one of those things is like looking at it, I think it like either way it would have been a win-win. Like does it like with the almost a superhero thing having her win it so soon? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. But I also do think that the timing was good too. It's one of those things where it's just like, I think both both takes are right. I really It's crazy as that sounds and as weird as it is to say, like I just, it's just one of those like, with like the whirlwind we've had and the timing of everything with the crowds being back and like, WWE, like the, I think this was a really important weekend for them. Them, And I think besides, like obviously, Raw, which whatever. Raw, and in terms of Raw, it was still better than it normally is because of the crowd, but Raw still sucks. But we'll get to that when we get to the next segment. I was going to say, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it just, it's, this was an important weekend for WWE because I, I know a ton of people who texted me and said they're watching SmackDown and Money in the Bank who hadn't been watching it at all because they've been waiting for this. So I think it was a huge weekend. That's why WWE pulled out all the stops with they purposely moved Money in the Bank back a month. They made sure they had Edge back. They brought in Goldberg. They saved Keith Lee and Finn Balor's debuts to this. They even threw in a Karrion Cross debut. Like they like all this new blood. Like they're trying to bring in because they knew this is an, a very important weekend because we want SummerSlam to be a big deal and the lead into to SummerSlam to be a big deal. We want to keep these people around who like we've lost and get people back. So I think for the most part they knocked it out, but they, I think they also they needed something like this, like this Nikki thing. Um, and, like you said, I think the Big E's, if I were in the same position, I would have chosen to save the Big E as well. Because, A, I don't want last year's reigns losing right now. Right, yeah. But I also think it's just like Big E's like that close of SummerSlam or that type of where when he wins, like it's like a huge thing where it's like, Nikki, it was a huge moment, but I think it works better on a Raw.
1: Okay,
0: that's fine. No, again, I agree with your take. I, I In a perfect world, like, yeah, but I think just with the timing of how the schedule has worked out and everything, I think. It just, it, it had to be done.
1: So we, we've we had a nice, uh, you know, long, long shine and as well as talking over money in the bank. We should probably get heady a little bit anyway, in the heat. It's time to get people off our television. Get them off our television. Get them off our television. There's one particular individual I think you probably want to have off your television. Probably started with the Symphony of Destruction match. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Elias uh, is better with getting kaboomed on than having the kaboom Ugh. given to him. And this match really made me upset. I mean, Monday Night Raw and in a shell, the whole three hours mostly is in the. the it was heat. a
0: bad show, which just wasn't terrible because of the crowd. Yeah, if exactly. there was no crowd, like that that would have been one of the worst Raws of the year. Yeah, because it was rerun city. Like this, this like you said was a rerun, but I don't, I don't know if you noticed this. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I, I was trying to watch this match to give it a chance because I could tell the guys were killing each other. Elias got bloodied, but I ended up fast forwarding it to catch up because I just didn't care. But the end of the match, did you see what the ref did? He squeezed his hand on the pin. He literally grabbed his arm and pulled it over for the pin. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, like at the end, like Riker was laying there, and he kind of like was like reaching, but he was too far away. The ref literally grabbed his arm and pulled it over for the pin. I didn't see that. No. Yeah, I like I was watching that. I was just like, Pfft. like come on. Like just, here's the thing. It's just like we knew when this got in front of crowds. It's like trying to sell Jackson Riker as a baby face. You might get some random cheers from like kids It'd be like, oh yeah, big guy, we hate Elias. But it's just like, this guy is a baby face in front of a crowd. You're gonna get fucking crickets. Pretty much 99 Well,
1: that's what I felt bad for because the crowd was chanting, we want tables, we want tables. Then the motherfuckers threw themselves through tables and then nobody cared at the end. There's your big kaboom that you wanted and then you didn't cheer for it. It's like, what are they supposed to do? What, what are you supposed to do? Like, I, I, I'm not necessarily... I'm like not I necessarily, said, I thought
0: they killed themselves. Yeah, they they worked their asses off.
1: In, in terms didn't of... Care. Yeah, and then I think that's what it comes down to. No matter what, how you, you know, skin a cat, doesn't matter. It's, it's all over. It didn't matter. For, that was a predetermined feeling before you even started that matchup. You knew you weren't going to care. You know what I mean? Not just you, Majority of people watching yeah. or being there, and that felt bad because they actually went through tables, they killed themselves, yep. they beat a cello over each other, they went through it, they went on a grand baby grand piano, they did all these things. And I'm, again, I'm not defending them, but the effort was there.
0: I, no, the I effort was there, no, but it was way.
1: still you, you can't, you cannot get these two over. They're just not over, and they're not gonna be. It's done. It's it's a ship that has been sailed that needs to be done with. And I, I'm just very, very angry with it. That's
0: all. That's how I feel about it. Uh, so the next thing I want to bring up is that this is just like a small note. We obviously already talked the shit out of Charlotte and Ripley, but one thing that I've noticed and that like it really confused me when Charlotte says she isn't facing Rhea, Sonia comes out. Remember, like for a few weeks, like Sonia was like doing things for Charlotte and seemed like she was in her pocket. Like I think I think I noticed this once before, but it's like now like Sonia and Pierce are like oh like this big baby face like authority thing where they're on the same page and they're like no 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 Charlotte you have to do this and I'm just like. This, this is the shit where, like, it gets so frustrated, especially because, like, Sonya as an authority figure has really fallen flat. I know our boy Danny Grimwood is all over that, and I think we agree, too, as much as we love Sonya. But it's just, like, then having this inconsistency where you kind of have her in Roman in Charlotte's pocket, but now all of a sudden she's just not. It's like, what are we even doing then? Why are we doing this if we having Sonya and Pierce being the same person? Sonya just cuts them off every now and then, but if if she's not being, like, that little conniving anymore, like, what's the point? How, how would you
1: feel about Sonya Deville being just a woman's
0: gm or authority i don't like separating stuff like that i don't i don't hate it but i, I also like don't really like separating stuff like that I, it's one of those things that's like if you're gonna like let her be in charge of both you know what i mean and i don't mind her and pierce being a thing but i kind of liked it when they were kind of like not always on the same page like that worked because that's the type of dynamic like a power struggle it's an extra little thing but with them being like sonia's cutting off pierce to just say the same thing like that doesn't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? No, I mean, she's you know, cutting off his nuts. I mean, she yeah, did, but it's a, it's a, like, it doesn't do anything because they're saying the same thing, you know? And he, and he doesn't look mad about it because she's literally saying what he was about to say. It'd be different if, like, when he when she was going against his wishes and doing things. Like, that was kind of more where I was into it. Now it's just, like, this inconsistency. It's just, like, what's the point? Well, maybe she just doesn't want to wrestle right now. Maybe that's be. part and of I, it. I think it's also part of the reason why, you know, her former tag team partner NXT is I don't think she wants to travel. Oh. She's got some other stuff going on down there. So, okay, maybe. Yeah because NXT, I don't think has to travel yet. Not yet, but they, I'm sure they will. They will be. for big shows, but not, I think week to week, I think they're gonna be back at full sale, aren't they?
1: Well, until they get no, they're 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 in the performance center still.
0: Oh yeah, performance center, yeah. But so, they, well. they, they
1: may be in September. They might go to full sale. They we'll might, need, they might.
0: But I think I think that's part of like I I was curious because I was wondering. I was like, now that that's coming back, I'm like, I bet there's gonna be some people who go back to NXT just don't have to travel at first, right? Because that's been one thing I know. Like even Champ has said, he's like, even though like NXT is like another reason is, is like I I don't have go around like i can stay here it's a nice base it's good for my like yeah you have a young family family. yeah yeah. so it's just it's but yeah i uh yeah it's uh it's a disservice for sonya anyway
1: let's get more into the reruns so we can get through this bullshit uh we already talked about rhea and uh, charlotte doing
0: that whole thing tamina and uh you know they got a double rerun this yeah they got a rerun on smackdown and they got a rerun on raw yeah
1: it was bad It, it was really bad this division is is in a holding pattern until they can figure it out uh, it was all over the goddamn place, and of course, you know the only thing that we can really talk about, which was even more egregious. I mean, I was happy that Reggie is now split up with them, but then he wins the twenty-four-seven championship, which just puts him in so much relevancy I couldn't explain. But it was just, I was just like, this, this is this is worse. I mean, so- I, I'm happy that he's like the you know Crash Holly Houdini of hardcore can get out of situations with the roly pin gimmick and all that shit.
0: Beside all that, it's still twenty-four-seven championship is the worst part of the show. So the this this to me like this is like a couple folds here. It's just like, first of all, it's like. You're having them. It wasn't a job alert, but it, it felt like it was pretty yes, close. It was like, close. And yes, you know they're going to lose because of the interference. But it's one of those things It's like, if you're going to have Shania pay and continue to take these L's, was, I'm assuming it's just because they're going to break up. But then they do the thing and like, they don't break up. So they're staying together as a tag team. After taking a clean L, not a clean L, but taking yet another L to this garbage tag team. And Nia gets rid of Reginald. So it's like they're still a team and then you break away Reginald. I will say like the memes with Reginald are fun where it's like you're down in the dumps and then two seconds later he's the champion and honestly like – Besides our truth and, like, a Tazawa, if I'm looking at, like, perfect 24-7 champions, give me the fucking gymnast because he can flip his way out of situations. Like, honestly, like, I thought that was a cool moment for him, especially, like, a guy that kind of came up in the pandemic era. And as much as we have got sick of him lately, when he first came, like, think about all the fun we had with Sasha and Carmel with him. So I'm glad he got a little moment with the fans here. I always love when they do that for people. Um, but it's just, like... This was a combination of so many things I never want on my television. First off, we had Tamina. Second of all, we had the rerun of a tag match. Then we have a twenty-four-seven. It was just like this is fucking bingo of things we hate. Well, hey, I don't hate
1: Tamina, but I, I you know, I'm am in them the, the uh, minority there. It's fine. Although yeah. I did I did like Nia Jack's Tina Turner hair. That was pretty cool. Yeah, good for her. Looks good. New fresh and look. I like yeah. it.
0: It's fresh to death. Anyway,
1: uh, anything else uh, that you got? Anything that you want to talk about specifically? There was a
0: six-man tag on Raw. I completely fast-forwarded. Um... Uh uh but I don't really even care to talk about that. Uh McIntyre and Jinder as much as I wanted this feud, I still don't care about McIntyre. Is it bad that I want Jinder to beat him? No. I think the
1: I think there's a, a, enough of a contingency out in the crowd that actually believes that Ginder should beat him. I, and I don't think I don't think it's just the internet either. I think that they, they people are fatigued by I mean, he got a big pop, but then he got he got booed too. Drew, Drew got booed. Obviously 12, 12 or whatever, 20 chair shots he had, a little overkill. To me, it thought it was overkill. But I just—it is what it is.
0: I, Everything about him is overkill right now. Yeah, you want to
1: talk <laughs> about overexposed and not protected? I mean, this is this is it, folks. I mean, Drew McIntyre
0: is kind of it. I mean, you can't. It's you a can. shame, but it's like, you know what? Like, give him a break and ha- bring his moment back. Which, honestly, feuding with Jinder going into SummerSlam is kind of a quote-unquote break. This is what we've been asking for. It's a reset, so whatever. Yeah. But the thing that I'm scared is that, like, Jinder has, like, this new stable with this new tag team. You know leading up we're going to get a handicap match. Drew's probably going to beat them clean. And it's just like, if Jinder just goes into SummerSlam and jobs to McIntyre in two seconds, it's like, well, there goes that character. It's one of those things It's like, Jinder should probably pick up the win in a dastardly way because it's just like he's, he's new back and you have a faction like... I feel like... We, I think... I've like said again. I think we got to knock Drew down before we can build him back up. Because I think he does have to change stuff about his character for us to care. They, 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 they
1: do need to rehabilitate that guy because he is, he is over... Like, overdone. Completely yeah. overdone. And I'm sure he feels the same way. Like, this is the same song and dance for me. What am I doing? So, anything else that you got very, very upset about or you want to get hopeful?
0: Otis squashed Cesaro.
1: Yes! That's the thing that happened. I, I did not want to bring it up specifically, but I actually like Otis now, so I'm kind of okay I, with it. I, like, I like the Otis and
0: Gable thing, but it's just I... I what if, what if Cesaro uh, becomes part of the Academy? Do you care? Do you think the Academy should be a faction? I, I wouldn't hate it because I don't see really, especially since Cesaro wasn't involved in money in the bank, like it's going to be a while before we get him back to where he needs to be. But again, I don't think it's the worst thing. It's keep knocking him down because I do think someday he's going to get his moment. It just it's not happening anytime soon. So having him involved with guys like Gable and Otis, I think, could be interesting. Um, but yeah, I was certainly surprised that it was just like, boom. I was like, whoa, okay.
1: It's a thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a thing.
0: Anything else? Are we gonna talk about Karrion Cross? Or are you saving that?
1: No, I just uh,
0: I lo- this, I loved it personally. It made me laugh. I, I, I no, I honestly, this is just like this is this is why WWE fails their new stars. And you can say what you want, whether you like Karrion Cross or not. But first off, you're cutting the guy nuts off the second he comes out because he doesn't have Scarlet or his elaborate entrance, which is that's what buys you in. So he doesn't have that, and then he jobber alerts to Jeff Hardy, which honestly, like, I'm not. I'm not mad about the L because it was like kind of the cheap way, the way he does it. But the fact that you already cut this guy's nuts off, it's like, why are you rushing this debut then? If this is what you're going to do, like it just, I doesn't, especially when he's still involved in NXT and we haven't seen this guy ever look weak on NXT. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's, It's just, it's one of those things where you're just looking at it. Like, if this was someone you loved, like, people would, I feel, they'd throw him more of a fit. But I think, I mean, Cross is a heel for a reason, because you're not supposed to like him. And he obviously has his weaknesses. I think that's why I wanted him to stay in NXT a little bit longer, as I've hoped for in the past. But this, like, this was just, you talk about a disservice, like, and you know Vince loves this guy, too. That's why it was so shocking to see it happen like this. It's like, I don't, I was just baffled. Baffled. I really
1: enjoyed it for different reasons because I you love I, Jeff Hardy. I do love Jeff Hardy. This was a battle of Nestle doesn't like anybody. I know, but it, it was I here's here's the thing. I wasn't really necessarily sold on Karrion Cross anyway. Like I like the look, I like Scarlett's presentation. Obviously you talked about them taking all that stuff away. But for me, when I looked at it like this, I went, Yes, everybody's gonna take it as oh my god, they're you know, you know, they're pitching a fit because Karrion Cross lost, he's his dominant champion, whatever, but that's not the that's not the cross you're getting on the main roster, folks. You're just not getting it, and, and that's
0: fine. But it's just like to debut a guy like
1: that. So here's here's the thing, though. Whoo. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. He didn't beat. I'm sorry for saying this. He didn't beat a Shelton Benjamin. He didn't beat a Cedric or or lose to a Cedric or a Shelton or like a a Tazawa or a Truth. He didn't lose to somebody that was underneath him. Jeff Hardy is equal or better than him. I don't disagree. So that's why I don't necessarily... I I can't believe I'm having a conversation about this. But I I was actually happy that it happened because he was so uninteresting to me in NXT that I was like, this is the first time I went, okay. Jeff Hardy got lucky, cheated, and now this motherfucker is going to rip his
0: arm out. He didn't cheat. Wasn't just roll up? No, he, he, he... he used it, the. Uh, oh, okay. He did. So I was it just. It happened so fast. Cheat. I was just taking it back. And again, like the match isn't what I have a problem with. It's the fact that they cut off his. No, like, if, if they gave him it, his it, entrance in Scarlet, yeah. And then they did that. I thought it would have been fine. But the fact that you literally, like, you just you stripped off the best part of this guy and threw him out there it's, for a guy that already isn't like super over yet. It's just like, ooh. I I agree. The Charlotte and uh,
1: Charlotte, the, the the Scarlet and the uh, the entrance is yeah, what sells you. that's
0: my big issue. That 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 we all
1: agree on. That I don't think anybody out there is going to say that. That's going to happen. But here's the thing. They don't see Scarlet as money. Maybe there's a thing where Scarlet. maybe... I, I, understand I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. But here's the other thing, too. They like to take people away and make things in their own vision. Like, they got rid of the Hurt Business and they made Bobby this whole thing. You know, they take people away and do these things their own way. Because they might have something down the road for Carrying Cross. Maybe Scarlet eventually is the reason that he
0: starts winning. You know what I mean? I like, mean, she, I think eventually it's going to come. But I just... I thought... Because when you saw the rumors about the people coming up, I just thought his debut was going to be one of the more like... Well, I know, knew it was intensive be... ones. Like I knew Knox and Blackheart would just get shoehorned in, which whatever, it's fine. But because they need, especially because they needed bodies. But this was one where I thought there'd be a little more care going into it. Like, imagine if he had the open challenge, just had a face down last Lash. He didn't even fight him. But like that's just, it was just like when Kevin Owens had the face down with John Cena. Like, yeah. like he was the NXT champion at the face, time. But... but how many times do we see the actual NXT champion come up with right. the actual title? Like the only other one I can think of, maybe it's maybe Fended or something, but or Samoa Joe. But like when KO did it, like that was in a moment. And I think they could have had a not quite that moment because KO is a different breed, but it was just something where it's just like, you remember that. This, like, we're not going to remember, which I think is a good thing for him. But it just, like, it was surprising to me for someone that... You know, they put so much care into in the company that they just like, they're just like, oh, yeah, go out without Scarlett. You don't even get your entrance. You're just going to be on stage and it's going to go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> The entrance sucks without Scarlett. Yeah, he, he, does, he
1: does look like he's not
0: knowing what to do. Yeah, he, looks does, really he does bad. He looks
1: like he's sad and it he's lonely. He, he looks like he needs some help. He should he,
0: tag with Corbin. Yeah, I'm honestly, I wouldn't imagine. I, well, two bald guys getting upset, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Anything else you want to get hopeful? It's your hope about Alexa. No. Anti-comeback of the week. Fucking Lily, are you? You f- stole my kid. comeback, you son of. We're in uh, the hope, by the way. You. Well, that's why you gotta tell me your comeback before. No, no, it's fine. I'm not gonna use. No, you. my biggest heat of the week. Is a fucking stupid doll's back, and I mean. Uh, Eva, but Eva Marie and and uh, and and your girl Bliss. I'm actually excited for an Eva Alexa feud, but you know, maybe I can turn that into a hope somehow. I don't know. Well,
1: maybe you should. Maybe you should because you blew my load, motherfucker. now well, you got to do some. You, you
0: didn't tell me your comeback, that's so fine. it's that's your fine. fault. Nope. Glorious, you're my only hope. Uh, yeah. So my hope, I'm gonna. You know what? Here's the thing, mania um, at SummerSlam where it's might be Alexa versus Eva, which, uh, that will be a, I mean, if you're ever, if you're ever going to book Eva in a feud and if anyone ever asked to wrestle a doll, I guess Eva Marie's the one to do it. Yep. Yeah. Because, okay. uh, you know, some people you say like, oh yeah, this person could wrestle a broom. Well, Eva can't wrestle a broom. So you might as well give her a doll. Um. Yeah. This is. Uh. I. I'm not unexcited for this feud. I actually think it's interesting. It's uh, going to be cringe, which I think is fine because the doll's already cringe. So just throw in more cringe and maybe it'll be good. But um, uh, my hope is more of that. What I actually want at SummerSlam is, I want Alexa Bliss versus the Fiend part two. Really. Um. I. Don't, I don't think he's going to return till maybe SummerSlam. Okay. Maybe he'll set something it up. Whether it's uh, on a champion or I don't know. You know. John Cena's back. Maybe they. He's like, "Hey, how'd you get out of my funhouse, bro?" (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) How'd you get out of of my funhouse? It took a year and a half to get out of my funhouse. Well, I want to bring you back. So it's one of those things where it's like, my hope mainly is that I'm ready for the Fiend. Um, I don't. I. I assume that it's gonna come back at some point um, with an Alexa Bliss storyline, which that's why I think maybe not till after SummerSlam or at SummerSlam. But I also wouldn't mind if maybe he popped up somewhere else for a while, and they kind of didn't bring that back full circle till later. Because I kind of like the idea of, with crowds back, Alexa working with more of the woman for a while. Especially because it's like, she's this weird, like, she's a babyface, because she's Alexa Bliss. Like, even when they try to make her a heel, she's over, because she's fucking amazing. So even with this weird character, like, she's a babyface. I know a lot of people have, like, hopes and dreams of her with, like, Nikki. And I think that's a thing that, definitely another discussion that I think could be interesting, because with their history, and now her as champion, blah, 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 blah. But... I just – I want the Fiend back in some capacity. I don't think they need to shoehorn it in right away, but I'm ready for it. I know he took off time for his personal self, which I'm very happy for. him. hoping that he's getting the rest and everything that he needs. Uh, but uh, the Fiend has always been something where it was like he's almost pointless without a crowd because um, he is something he's, – he's a spectacle. He's one of the few guys uh, see, like – See, I disagree with that though. I, 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 he did well, a great they did, job. They did, did but, but at the job. same time, I think he they did pretty much all they could without it where it was just like – I think for this character to get back to where it was, I think it needs like the the crowd like shock and awe, like in front of like those moments because they did. They they literally like he was an MVP of the early era with all the different types of things, like the Swamp Match, the Firefly Funhouse match, like, oh that was awesome, but I think it reached a point where like they couldn't do it anymore. Like it just it, it wasn't as special as it was, so it was like, give it a break, but now that I think crowds are back, I think we can get back to more of where he can do his own thing. Um, but I just think there's so many possibilities with him because like he's obviously teased fuse with both the champions and even like Drew and none of those like ever really happened. So all those doors are open. That's just my main thing is I'm looking for like now like because we talk about Monday Night Rerun. I'm looking for like fresh avenues. So you see, so you, you, you yeah, I had a, I had a hope, but you sparked something
1: different. Maybe this is my hope in general. Okay. You could have Drew McIntyre versus the Fiend, and you could make that interesting where he could do something with the Fiend. Change Drew McIntyre. Change Drew McIntyre yeah. afterwards to get him away from this like history lesson guy that's oh. a history teacher with his leather jacket on, Mr. Turner from Boy Meets World. That's essentially what he is. And then, you know, we turn him into something different. Like, maybe you get a different version. Maybe you have him fight an internal battle and struggle through Drew McIntyre to get him into something else. Because honestly, I've looked at the situation five, t- five times differently in-, in my head thinking like, five times, five times, five times. Yeah, stop hitting the pop filter, JC. Anyway, I think that that's a, that's a beautiful way to get Drew to do something different. A beautiful way to keep them both out of the championship and then have that marinate a little bit because you need to have Drew change and everybody that has faced the fiend changes in some form or fashion. But I am I am behind that 100% because besides, we know Jinder's going to take the L. We know Jinder's just there to, to help his boy. Uh, it's not going to be a motorcycle match. They're not going to do any type of drifting or anything. Like they, they beat up the. You know, it's not going to be sword versus motorcycle or anything stupid like that. You know, but like,
0: <laughs> no, what they should do is like, you know, like the horse things where you have the poles out. Oh, yeah, they should it do pulled. that with swords on motorcycles, and then just actually stab a guy. That yeah. should be the match. Yeah, it, it'll be done in
1: ten seconds. They can each
0: ride an indie share person, and they can be like, the, like ride on their backs with the sword. You're, you're awful. You should uh, never book anything. But, it, but I should book. everything. But that's my hope, though. I, I mean, that makes a lot more sense because
1: you could do a lot with it. I think you really could, and you could, you could make. A, a, a case saying that Drew needs it more than anybody else and The Fiend could definitely make him... You could make a case for, for Drew to actually make something out of himself after this. So I'm very excited
0: for this. That's my hope. We just Captain Planet the hope of The Fiend. We did. Big job. Did. I'm fire and you can do whatever you want. Water? Care. But yeah, let's get to the comeback, Nestle and Your comeback is... <laughs> you
1: blew my comeback, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, my comeback, I'm going to give it to one specific individual and that is... I was going to give it to anybody but honestly john cena to me i yeah. is going to get my comeback because it's hard to say how much you miss somebody until you see them back and i yes i was a kid in, in my early 2000s that when i went i booed him but you appreciate him when you get older you mature and then you see him leave and he does his awesome successful things that he does he comes back he knows exactly what to do basically didn't say anything of course and afterwards he had his whole rah-rah speech at money in the bank and he came out and called Roman reigns an asshole the whole thing he wore the Celtics colors. Celtics are 17 time world champions. He's going for the 17th time for the championship. I think that's awesome. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about. I think that Roman Reigns you can say that every person he's faced up until now in my opinion has been just a step below him. Can he overthrow him? Kind of mentality. This is the first time where I feel like it's it's God versus God. I think Edge opinion. is as much as we like we no, I, on
0: old man Edge. I think Edge was like I mean, no I, 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 I don't pop man. No I don't understand that but I just here's the thing I, Edge I, is an all-time great whether you want to call him one or not. No, 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 that, that's fine. I'm not disagreeing
1: with that. What I'm saying is Edge is, 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 the, is the broken, fragile person that they could never let him dethrone. Like, I, the only reason I thought Edge could win is if somebody cashed in immediately after Edge. So he got his championship shot, and then that was it. Now I'm, I'm thinking he's not going to—Edge isn't going to win until he's a heel, which is fine, or some type of psychotic person. Which maybe this happens with the Rollins thing, but for me, John Cena is the perfect person. Even if he loses, which I assume he will, notch on the belt, baby. But that's to me, that is the that is the signature win for Roman Reigns personally. Like stacked him, you know, pinned him, and beat him. That's his signature win at WrestleMania. This next one at Summerslam is going to be, this is it. Like John Cena is ready to elevate this
0: guy to the fucking next galaxy. You know why you know why I think it makes a lot of sense is cuz I the more I think about it, I really think that Big E might actually cash in. So you have Reigns get like you said his biggest win and Cena make him look the most thing and people get disappointed cuz Cena loses and then like you hit the Big E like it's just like that's how you transition and that's how you like boom you want a new star like you're putting Big E in the position to be one. So it makes a lot of sense. As much as I don't want the Roman Reigns experience to end, I think that that makes perfect sense because cena is the guy that just like it it brings it to a next level so i think like that that closing the show would be magic but my comeback there's a reason i haven't mentioned this man because i actually you know discussed who i was giving my comeback to before the show finn balor is back on the main roster back on smackdown and i i love finn balor Ah! You know what else I love? Finn Balor and Sami Zayn. Oh, my God. You want to talk about giving the virgins, like, their little wrestle boners, like, have them interrupt the whiny Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn can do all the talking. Finn can say his, like, one-word quip and then fucking "Ah!" all over him. And, you know, uh, coup de grace and looped in when Sling Blade and all that other shit. I love Finn Balor. I'm happy that he's back here. I thought his run in NXT was very good for him. I thought it was like a nice change of pace for them. He had some really, really good matches. Reminded us be like, this is the Finn Balor we fell in love with. So let's get him back now to the next level. He was the champion for one night. They were ready to push him to the moon. And then that bad luck happened because he got injured. So it's one of those things now. It's like now he can build another guy we can build back up. He's probably, if Roman doesn't lose on a cash into to Big E at SummerSlam, he's another guy that can be a notch in the belt for Roman. Because, yeah. you know, it's one of those things, run through everybody from SmackDown. But I think this is, talked about both shows needing some, some new breaths of fresh air. Finn Balor was the perfect guy to bring to SmackDown. I'm not a big Finn
1: Balor guy anymore, so yeah, good job, good luck with that. But you're yeah. just a hater. You're I'm sci- not a hater. Size shamer. No, I'm not a size
0: shamer. Size shamer. No, i not. We're gonna finish before you size shame even more because we're gonna talk about the size shaming show NXT and AEW in a moment. But first, Jabberknocker.com, WrestleMania. What's that? It's a website. It's a website. You should go to and check out our weekly content. We got great shit everywhere. Shout out to all our boys holding it down as always. Uh, but if you're listening to this podcast on a platform, you should probably rate us. Five stars, five flames. Give us a like. Maybe leave a review. We'd appreciate that. Share the show. We'd appreciate that. But all that stuff like... Please follow on Apple Podcast, by the way. Yeah. No, follow de- the show. Definitely. We, pre- we appreciate all that shit. Make sure you're downloading, yada, yada, yada. We mentioned tpublic.com slash Jabberknocker. We have some super hot fire designs, as always. I'm wearing the Monday Night Rerun um, at this moment. But there's tons of great shit, so you should buy it all in every form and spend all your money on the Jabberknocker. TJ because,
1: has two kids. You should probably help him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... <laughs> What else do I normally have? on Twitter? The handles are all there. Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, wherever you want to be on social media. But now we're going to get to the Tuesday and Wednesday shows tonight on NXT Nestlemania, Your girl Raquel Gonzalez defends against Ziya Lee, and this is one of those things where I don't think I've ever seen a Ziya Lee match that I like. Um, Raquel has had a pretty lame reign because they really haven't spotlighted her enough, and she hasn't. And I'm still waiting for the Dakota. I think I've mentioned it before, but. I mean, you talk about hopefully it's a dominant win, but with all the bullshit of what's the the leader. Don't even ask me how to pronounce Change? it. I don't. I don't know. I don't, don't want to. I, I don't mean, botch it. Nope. But uh, you got Boa there too. But it's just, I feel like there's gonna be some good guy, and I just like, I'm not into this. I'm not.
1: I have really started to like Zyla a lot. I like the gimmick. I mean, I mean, just in general, her on social media. I mean. Well, I mean, yeah. She's but, always had that going. for her. but now I'm like, I'm, I'm paying attention. Uh, But so there's that and then of course Raquel. That's great. I don't I agree with you I don't think this match is gonna be very good I don't think this match is gonna be anything but a signature win Unfortunately, and I think they're gonna they're gonna take Zaya and they're gonna try to like not gonna cut her hand off But they're gonna do something to her to like rough her up essentially to make her tougher than she already is like Cuz that's the thing like she's not gonna get there She's she's not there's something's gonna happen there where they're gonna drag her away And then they're gonna like interrogate her and do something crazy because they know that, that that's how that thing goes That's how I feel about it. That's exactly what we're going to get.
0: NXT has a random tag match no one cares about, but they do have the biggest star in NXT history now in Always in the Shine, Mandy Rose. I am excited to see what they do with her because I think this... uh you know, it's one of those things. Your Shotzi and Tegan are gone. Like This has been one of the deepest women's divisions for a long time. Um, so they lost some people. So Brandon and Mandy, and it's like, boom, It's like it got even better. But I would be remiss if I didn't say that Hit Row is my favorite thing ever. And I literally can't wait for NXT every week because I just want to see what they do. No matter what they do, I'm into it. Like that performance, like the live performance they Decipher, did. Decipher, yeah. Oh, my fucking God, was that him a- I was blown away by b and Swear. I was just like – because a lot of the times those things fall flat. Like, a lot of those musical things, like, they don't work. But this one was just, like, I don't know, it was something different. And I think the big reason for me is, like, I bought into them as a faction, as characters. But it's, like, we had never, like, they call themselves Hit Row. They say they make all these things, but we've never seen it. Well, now I've seen it. So now, like, everything about them makes sense. So it just brought them to a whole nother level for me. I'm glad Swerve has a championship. He's been a hardworking guy for a long time. And I think they are exciting i would be curious to see if they have a music video i'd be curious to see if they have like see for me i
1: think hit row should have some type of like talking segment i think that's very important yeah. for the next step for whether it's swerve city or whether it's you know hit row records you know presents or something just something because like you know they have like top dollar which you can say what you want about top dollar top dollar whatever the guy doing the—I'm sorry—the one guy that in the back doing the DJ. Yeah, I can't. I can't get with him. He's the forgettable guy. He but is. It's,
0: it's, it's honestly this faction is about elevating Swerve, and then BFab just got like it. Just she has the look. She can talk. It's just like boom. It's like one of those things. It's like you can tell like she can be a star. She has potential. To be she AQ will be a star eventually. Couple, she yeah. will. Yeah. And, I don't know what her entering work. There's a reason why they haven't had a wrestle because I'm assuming she's. Green as the fucking grass, but yeah, she is it's one shot. of those things. It's like you introduce it to the characters like it's a blank canvas, so it's like just keep painting around it.
1: I will say that they have to keep it fresh. They can't do it every week, though. I think you got to keep it every once in a while, like little bits. If you're gonna show them every week, do a little bit, then a big bit, yeah. then a little bit, then a big bit.
0: That's the beauty of NXT and AEW. They don't overexpose by having you know they find different. Well, they got nine hundred
1: people down there. They should probably just that's give it insane. breathe.
0: You know, but I mean, Raw and SmackDown have a bunch of people too. They just don't use them. But that's
1: true. They're doing Let's get
0: to AEW. Night two of Fighter Fest. Uh, night one was a lot of fun. I did. I watched that uh, on Monday as well uh, but we have the big match is the best women's champion in the world Britt Baker defending against Nyla Rose hopefully she just beats her ends it and we can move on to something more interesting yeah Nyla Rose is a, a notch in the belt for the DMD I,
1: I I, think that they know very much so that this one's going to have a long reign and they got to find someone of equal or greater value to beat her and it's not When, they get, to, when they get to
0: a big show, I'm curious to see who's going to be... It's going to be a Thunder Rosa
1: kind of feeling. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if...
0: We haven't seen Sheeta since. I wonder no, if she if gets a rematch to. in yeah. front of the crowd. Because, again, that's the beauty of these shows. It's just like, Sheeta lost, and then it's just like, she's away from it. Yeah. So when they do do the rematch, I don't know, a month or two later, it feels special. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. Uh, IGW... Uh, I always fucking... Can. IWGP. Yeah, I always Jesus mix Christ. it. I can't. Conway I can't, is upset I can never... So, I always say it wrong. IWGP, United States Championship, for like the 10th week in a row. Moxley defends against Lance Archer Nobody cares I don't care Moxley's gonna win But the big other big match There's other useless matches But the other one Jericho begins his gauntlet With the greatest wrestler In AEW history Of Mr. Sean Spears Who is allowed to use a chair And Jericho isn't So that'll be an interesting thing We know Jericho's gonna win Because that's the whole point of this Is Jericho's gonna make it through And eventually face MJF uh, but uh, I think Spears is a good place to start. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Five weeks of Jericho wrestling is not going to be a good it's idea. It's scary, so I hope they kind of stagger it, but I don't know when the, the next big show is. Cause it's, it, no, it's all out. In what? September, it's like the Labor Day weekend.
1: Yeah, so they can give it a little bit of breath, right? There's five of them. Well, sorry, there's four of them, right? No, no, there's five, is there? There's a little bit of breath. What is yeah, he going to do, F- a handicap F- match F- against FTR? F-
0: F- 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 no, there's four, four matches. Okay. MJF be will be the fifth. <sighs> Plus, we'll be fighting Tully. Well, that'd be interesting. No, it wouldn't. Yes, it would be. Two old men wrestling? Come on. We've already seen Goldberg and The Undertaker. It didn't work out very well, but Tully's really good. I don't know. Tully was perfect in the way they used him. Oh yeah, I know. I know, he, I know that's I know. what you do. The same way, like the best Undertaker match in the last five years was a tag match with Drew.
1: Because he didn't know. have to do much work. I just here's the thing for me. Like I don't. I love Jericho. One of my top favorite of all time. I don't want to see him wrestle five weeks in a row. Yeah. I, don't,
0: I think the storyline's fun though, because as much as like we've this feud has been going for a while, it's just like it's it's still good to me. I I'm really digging the, honestly, more is the Santana Ortiz and FDR. Yeah. I can't wait for that because that, when those guys go, like, that is going to be a show-stealing, match of the night, match of the year, fucking, like, I mean, you know what's crazy when I look at AEW is those two guys haven't been fucking champions yet. Mm-hmm. I would have had them be the first champions, especially, like, the way you debuted them. Like, obviously, they didn't need it because they were part of the faction, so I get it, and I thought SCU obviously did fine, but it's just like, it's like, man. How have these guys not been? They've been like when I look at their tag division, like they've been since day one, like workhorses.
1: Oh yeah, they're absolutely. And they ha-
0: i don't remember them ever having a bad match. They're always interesting. Like I—I I mean, no, especially knowing some of Santana's story, just like Santana's a great. If he ever breaks away, Santana's going to be amazing. Yeah.
1: Now that's not not a knock on Ortiz in any way. No, 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 no. If, Ortiz is perfect. Yeah. for Yeah,
0: like they're they're, they're great together. Team. They're the perfect, perfect
1: match. There's high and low, and that makes sense. So I get it. Uh, but I'm I'm not necessarily I'm not a huge fan either of if we talk about inner circle. I, I Sammy Gravara is great. I'm not
0: necessarily sold on the whole. He's going to be the whole star of the show kind of thing. I, I know mean, in five, years in five now, years, he could maybe. be. He could easily be the face of the company because he does. He has that. He does have that look and that attitude. But I, I don't think it's close. Like, MJF, you, MJF, you could do it tomorrow. Yeah. Because he's just like he's been made for ready face of the company since like he existed. Like he was born that way. Yeah. Where Sammy and like you need a little more. But they have done a good job building him as a baby face. I never, especially with the stuff that he um, put himself in the position to go through last year. The fact that we already got to this point, I think, is is you know he's rehabbed himself pretty well. Sure, that's oh, sure. All right, whatever. Anything else? Nah, I'm out. Good, wonderful. I think we went way too long, anyway. Yeah. It's money in the bank. Crowds are back. JC's back. Life is good. Hell yeah. I mean, JC. Both. You should of have us. given
1: yourself the comeback. That's what you nah. should have done. I,
0: I'm unlike you. I don't do that. That's not true. I've done it like three I, times.
1: You did, Yeah. You've just said you've given Mandy the friggin' shine every week she's been I here. I she is the shine. Uh, she went to the yellow
0: brand because it shines the brightest. It's also the third brand. So. In your opinion, but most people would argue it's the best show. Probably. Uh, that's fair. He's so, definitely better than Raw. I'll give you that. I mean, everything's better than Raw.
1: Anyway, on that note, we hope that you enjoyed this week on the Knocker. We'll be back next week with more Knockery. Hit
0: Run)